You are tuned in to Awaken Radio with Connie Chapman. To listen to more episodes, go to ConnieChapman.com or subscribe on iTunes. Hi everyone, this is Connie and welcome back to another episode of Awaken Radio. It is wonderful to be here with you. Before I dive into today's episode, I just want to say a big thank you to everyone for all of your support on my previous episode number 75. It sounds like you all really enjoyed it and got so much from it. So thank you for all of your feedback. If you haven't listened to episode 75 yet, I suggest listening to it before today's episode, as that is a little review of my 2017, where I share my key learnings and practices and inner work principles that I applied that year. And that will be a really supportive foundation for you before listening to today's episode, which is going to be all about 2018. And I'm going to share with you how I'm planning on setting myself up for the new year, some of the tools I'm going to be using, how I'm setting my intentions, choosing my feeling words, planning out my goals and supporting myself this year to experience, hopefully, a very fulfilling, successful and magical year. And then finally, I'm also going to share with you a little update on what you can expect from me and my work in 2018, because things are going to be changing. Now, I just want to say that everything I'm going to share with you in this podcast today is just my own personal experiences and practices. I don't know if there's any right one way to prepare for a new year. All I want to do today is share with you what personally works for me, what I find really supportive. I suggest you take on board the things that resonate and feel good to you, and you're welcome to leave the things that don't feel like they fit in with you and your approach. You're also more than welcome to take anything that I share and adapt it in your own way as well so that it really works for you. One of the first practices that I want to talk about that can be really supportive coming into a new year is to choose some key feeling words about how you want this year to feel to you, how you want to feel in yourself as you're moving through the year and how you want different areas of your life to feel. I personally find choosing feeling words to be really supportive because it helps me know what is important to me, what I value in the year. When I know how I want to feel, it helps me choose how I spend my time. It helps me choose what I invest my money in. It helps me choose what I say yes and no to because I can be checking in and asking myself, will this help me feel how I want to feel? So for example, in 2017, one of my key feeling words was expansion. I really wanted to feel like I was expanding and I wanted to see external results that showed me that there was expansion going on in various areas of my life. Another key word that I wanted to feel was grounded. I really wanted to experience a feeling of being grounded in my body grounded in a home and having a feeling of inner stability in myself because I was clear on those feeling words. I really use them almost as my compass as I move through the year. So that was why I invested a lot of time and a lot of money into setting up a beautiful home for myself because I knew that was a key thing that would help me feel settled and grounded within myself and within my work. If, for example, my feeling word for last year had been freedom or adventure, I would have made very different choices about where I invested my money and where I invested my time. So rather than putting money into 
building a home, buying furniture. I might have invested my money in holidays and travel. So having these feeling words not only helps with the bigger picture in terms of knowing the big choices and decisions and investments you're going to be making through your year, but it also helps you on a daily basis. So you can use your feeling words to guide your intentions and your actions and how you show up each day. I mean, I think we all know that ultimately the reason we do anything in life is because we want to feel a certain way. I think we've heard that enough times that we we now get that, that everything you are seeking in your life, any external goal, anything you want to manifest or create, any change you want to make is because you think that in doing that, it will help you feel more of what you want to feel. So if you can unpack all of your big goals and your plans this year and really see what is the feeling behind it that you're wanting to experience, is it love? Is it freedom? Is it expansion? Is it growth? Is it grounding? Is it connection? Is it creativity? Is it abundance? Is it play? Is it joy? When you can see what are the feelings that are driving or the desires for the feelings that are driving every goal or desire that you have, then you can see what it is you truly want to experience. And then you can start to set your life up in a way that enables you to feel that even before some of those external goals come into place. Like, for example, last year, if I knew that grounding was an important word for me for the year and I felt that I really wanted a certain home to help me feel grounded, well, I don't want to wait to get the home before I can feel grounded, right? So when you're working with that feeling word each day, you can be asking, what can I do today to make me feel a little bit more grounded in my energy system? So I had a lot of practices I was working with every day last year to just get grounded in the day through being in nature, through my meditation practice, through my self-care practices. And as I took charge of my emotional well-being and I embodied those feelings on a daily basis, I was then able to manifest external situations in my life that amplified those feelings even more. Once you've chosen your feeling words as well, it's also really important to put them somewhere where you see them every day and maybe spend a few minutes each day just sitting with those words, repeating them in your mind, breathing them into your body. What does being grounded feel like in your body? What does joy feel like in your body? What does love feel like in your body? What does freedom feel like? What does abundance feel like? And you can actually meditate on and marinate on those words every day and notice how your body and your energy system shifts when you work with those words. The other thing I've really been looking at is identifying not only how I want to feel, but what have I currently got going on in my life, in certain areas of my life or in myself that is blocking me from feeling that. So it's not just about embodying the feeling, it's also about releasing and letting go of what is getting in the way of you feeling that. So that might be something to journal about around your keywords. Uh, What currently is in my life that doesn't feel like this, that doesn't help me feel this way, that actually takes me away from these feelings or blocks me feeling this? What do I need to let go of and release so that I can feel more of what I want to feel. So let me give you a couple of examples. My keyword for 2018 is love. And I've never come into a new year using the word love. 
My words are usually always guided by my career. (laughs) And look, love does flow into my career, but there's a real desire to look outside of just my business this year into my relationships, into my relationship with the divine, with the divine love, to look deeper at my own self-love and to experience more love on a daily basis with the people in my life and just with life in general. And I'm looking at all the different practices and things I can set up to help myself feel that way. But I really sat with that question I just mentioned before, which is what is currently blocking me feeling and experiencing love in my life? What are my blocks to love? What is interfering in me being connected to love? What's taking me away from love? What's the opposite of love that I'm giving energy to? And so that's a big area of work for me this year is to really look at my blocks to love and actually clear them out so I can gain access to more of the love of who I already am and the love that's that's already all around, but we just block ourselves off from it. One of my other key words for this year is creativity. I want to feel really creatively expressive and prolific and abundant. I get the most joy in my work through being creative, whether it's podcasting, writing, coming up with courses and content, teaching, even being creative in my uh, in my hobbies like painting and making things and cooking, moving creatively. It's something I really want to expand on this year. Another one of my keywords is nourished. I want to feel very physically, emotionally, energetically nourished. So I'm looking at what are the relationships that nourish me in my life, which ones don't that I need to let go of. What are the foods? What are the ways of moving my body? What are the practices that deeply nourish me? And what no longer nourishes me that I need to release? I got into this habit in 2017 of just tuning into Netflix at the end of each day. It was my way that I would switch off, but it doesn't actually make me feel nourished. So I'm now looking at changing my evening routine after I finish my work day to include things like some yoga stretching, listening to podcasts, going for a walk along the beach, jumping on the phone with a friend, cooking some yummy dinner. So I'm really changing that evening time so that it feels much more nourishing rather than numbing out to Netflix. And I'm trying to allocate Netflix just to the weekend. And one of my other key words for this year is leadership. Now, this is a big one for me. I've been feeling the inner knowing that I need to step into more of my leadership. Leadership to me means honoring my inner call in a bigger way than ever before. It means being more seen, more heard, creating bigger platforms to speak from, uh, really standing in my power more with what I have to say, with who I am and with what I'm here to offer in the world. So that's a big growth area for me. It's something I'm really stretching into, but it's a big intention of mine. So let me share with you now a couple of practical things around how I'm really planning out my year, my intentions, my goals and my desires, because I've got a few different ways that I'm setting it up. And again, this is not the right way to do things. It's just my own personal way. And feel free to take on board anything that resonates with you. Where I've begun is with yearly planning, and I find it really useful to create one master document for the year. At the moment, mine is in a Google Docs so that it's a live working document that I can access from any device, including my phone, my laptop, my desktop. And I like having a document there that is like a running list of everything 
that's coming to mind around what I want to create or experience in 2018. I've got subheadings for each area of my life, be it relationships, career, health, travel, spirituality, learning. I've got little subheadings for different purchases I want to make this year, whether it's new things for my home, books I want to buy. So it's one master document for my year. And at the start of it, I have my key feeling words that I want to experience. Then I break this down into monthly planning. And I actually really love working in months. And I started doing it in 2017. It works super well for me. So I'm continuing it this year. And what I love about working in months is I feel like you have 12 segments through the year. And I see the start of every month as like a reset. That if I lose track of stuff through one month, then I can get to the next month, see it as a new beginning, get a clean slate and start again. It's a long enough period of time that I feel I get to make progress on things, but it's short enough that stuff doesn't get out of control and out of hand if I'm not fully on track with it. So what I've done for January and what I intend to do for all of the months moving through in the year is actually refer to my master document and pick off my beginning areas of focus, my beginning desires, action steps, the things that I'm going to be doing in January. So I've sat down at the start of the month. I've picked out some key feeling words for January. I've written out some key intentions for each area of life, things around business, things around self-care and relationships, things around my health, things around my finances. And I've just mapped out what feels really important for January as my areas of focus. And then at the end of the month, I do an end of month review and I go back over that month and I look at what were my intentions? How did I go with my intentions? What did I achieve? What did I actually not give energy to and then I can really reset at the end of that month wrap up that month celebrate my successes see what progress I made see what still needs attention and energy and then roll that onto February and then I can also go back to my 2018 master document and then be like okay well what's next now what's now on this master list that I'm ready to now focus on in February So that's how I intend to run my whole year. And it works really well for me to set intentions at the start of a month and then do an end of month review, close off that month and then focus on the next month. The final thing I want to mention that I'm also doing is some daily tracking and I don't want this to get too overwhelming for you guys. So take or leave this part depending on how you feel about it. But this is where I use my daily journal. And I've identified some things that I really want to keep track of through the month. And that might be things like, how many times am I moving my body? How many times did I meditate? How many times did I share an Awaken Radio podcast? How many times did I practice my evening routine? How many times did I run down on the beach? How many yoga classes did I go to? I just personally like to identify some key things I really want to track and then set up a system to track them. I like to celebrate those little moments that something happens, that I manifest something, that I achieve something. And this might sound really childish, but I'm going to tell you anyway, I celebrate that with a sticker. So I have a pack of stars that are all different colors and I've allocated a different colored star to different categories. So self-care and exercise gets a certain colored star. Money gets a different colored star. Certain business goals get a different colored star. Things around relationships have another colored star. And anything that I want to track personally, I'll make note of in my journal that day and then I'll stick in a little colored sticker. And it means I can flip back over my journal and I have this visual representation 
representation of how I went that month with the things that were really important to me. If that resonates with you, I suggest taking it on. I've been doing it for years and I really love it as a tool. Okay, I now want to share with you five guiding principles that are things I'm personally really keeping in mind this year to keep me living in my power, to keep me anchored in what is important, to ensure I'm staying grounded and really connected to uh, what I love and value this year. So first of all, and I touched on this in the previous podcast episode, I really want to emphasize the importance of living in your power this year and consciously creating your life. I mean, if you experienced how fast 2017 went by, that thing just flew by. And it's really easy for a year to just feel like you're running on autopilot. What I really like to keep reminding myself is that I am creating my life and you are. So really think about what you can set up in your life this year that will help you feel very empowered. Like you are creating your life. You are giving time and energy to what is important to you. You are determining how your life is unfolding and you're setting up systems that are allowing you to reflect to revisit your intentions, to know what your feeling words are, to know what you want to achieve. And you've got things in place to help you with that. You know, having post-it notes up, like I've got them up with my, my goals and my feeling words, having a vision board, having a journal, having monthly tracking systems. But I just want you to come into this year remembering that you are a powerful creator that you can, if you want to change your life this year, you can. So this year, and this is another big important thing to keep in mind, like slow down, slow down. And if you need to simplify what you're focusing on this year so that you can actually achieve things rather than putting so much on your plate that you feel so overwhelmed and nothing gets done, I would actually say simplify rather than trying to do more create space for those things that slow you down, that bring you back inwards, that connect you into what you love and value. And that way you will feel that this year is your own creation rather than it being something that happens to you. And we get to the end of 2018 being like, oh gosh, where did that year go? Okay. 2019 is the year for me. No, like let's make it this year. But let's really at the start of the year set up things that will support you, which leads me on to my second point. And this is something that I'm really working on bringing into my life this year is a lot of conscious creation tools. So there's a couple of things that uh, I find really useful. So when I'm using my journal and I'm identifying what is important to me, I like to spend time each day in some visualization So if you want to see some changes happening in your life in terms of what you're creating or who you're being, spend time each morning, maybe each week if you can't do it every morning, closing your eyes and imagining, seeing your ideal reality, your ideal self, your ideal bank balance, your ideal body, your ideal love on the screen of your mind. Play it out as a reality. Feel it see it and believe it. Because if all we do is give our attention and energy to what we see in front of us with our eyes, we just keep manifesting that. So we actually have to do the work to give attention and energy to something new, something different in our imagination. I mean, what a gift that tool is. 
And then that starts to create a new reality outside of us. The other thing that I really love to do is life scripting. And I learned this from an author named Michael D'Amico Rowland. He's got a great book called Absolute Happiness. And I really love this book. And he talks about doing a life right. And he said, you write out your life uh, as if you're describing the story, almost like the story of a movie. Like Connie is doing this. It is July 2018 and Connie is here. Connie's doing that. And he actually suggests you sit down and write out your future like a script, describing every detail that you can in different areas of your life. I did this a lot before I uh, stepped into running my own business. I used to write about Connie Chapman, the life coach. I used to write about her business. I used to write about what she would do every day, writing out my ideal days, writing out what my life was like. And you know what? I'm living it. So I do think this stuff works. The reason as well this is really powerful is because it can help you identify your inner blocks. Because you'll find as you start to write out this script. So say I'm writing out a script of what I want in my relationship. I will start to hear that voice in my head that says, you can't have that. You're dreaming a bit big. Um, how, how's that ever going to happen for you? No, you're not good enough for that. No, you're not, love, you're not lovable. No, you can't call that in. That's possible for other people, but that's not possible for you. Whatever that negative voice says. So these things help you uncover and discover your inner blocks, your limiting beliefs, your areas of unworthiness or insecurity or other old stories that you're still telling yourself. When you identify them, write them out as well. And then you will see what your areas of inner work are for the year ahead. Number three, another principle that I'm really carrying forward this year is focusing more on who I want to be rather than what I want to do or get or have. And let me share with you a really short, cool kind of story on this. I was on the plane coming back from Christmas with my family. I was flying from Melbourne to Sydney just after Christmas. And as I was waiting for the plane to prepare to take off, there was a couple sitting behind me having a conversation. And this guy said to his partner, I can't stand it when people say to me, where do you want to be five years from now? He said to her, how do I even know where do I want to be five years from now? I don't know what's going to happen in my life. And he said, what I would prefer people to ask me is what version of yourself do you want to be five years from now? What version of yourself do you want to be five years from now? And as soon as he said it, I just had full body goosebumps. And I I sat there for the rest of the flight home, just pondering that. What version of myself do I want to be at the end of 2018? What version of myself do I want to be five years from now? And if you can carry that forward as a question for the year, as the way that you set your intentions, not coming from a place of what can I get to make me feel happy, but who do I want to become this year? What version of myself do I want to be? And then you might write out what that would look like in each area of your life. Or you might just write out a description of yourself, of that version of yourself. And then I would encourage you to sit down every day and connect with it. Visualize and see that version of yourself and breathe him or her into your energy system every day. And then see how you can carry that forward into your days. Now, my fourth principle is to be guided from within. 
This is so important because at the start of a year, we can look outside of ourselves and see what everyone else is doing. And without realizing, think, oh yeah, that's what I want. That would make me happy too. But is it truly right for you? Is it? So I would encourage you to, when you're coming up with what feels really important to you this year, rather than looking outside of yourself for inspiration or ideas, listen deeply within Create space to listen to your own heart, your own soul, your own inner voice, because you have your own unique desires. You have your own unique life path of what you personally are here to create, of what version of yourself you are here to step into. And when you listen to that, you will find the desires that are truly, truly right for you. And when you hear a desire from within, it's done. You know, that inner part of you does not give you a desire and then say, oh, and by the way, you can't have it. Ha ha. It gives it to you because it's your inner instructions. It's your inner self telling you, here's what is next for you. Here's what's next for you. And if it gives you that desire, you need to trust it also has the steps and the how. It not only gives you the desire, but it will give you the plan of how that thing will unfold. So I, enc- I encourage you to really prioritize deep listening this year, slowing down, listening, tuning in, feeling, honoring your own unique desires and not comparing them to anyone else's or anyone else's life. And my final guiding principle of what feels really important for me this year and and what I want to share with you is about still really loving and appreciating every single moment and where we are, the here and now, even though we want more, even though there might be other things we want to experience, even though we might have huge dreams and desires, even though it might feel like right now things are missing, things are not how you want them to be. If you can still focus your mind each day on what is working, what you appreciate, what you're grateful for, what is making you happy, what is working, and staying in the here and now, not getting lost into the future tripping, not getting lost into this is where I want to be at the end of 2018 and almost holding my breath until I get there. We need to strike that balance between, yes, wanting to expand and wanting more, but still deeply loving and appreciating where we are. It's really important and it's a big lesson for me because I'm definitely sitting here being like, oh, there are some things that I feel are missing right now. There are some things that feel like there's a void And I really want these things here. And so my work around that personally would be, okay, first of all, why? Why do I want those things here now? How do I think those things would make me feel? And when I identify that, then I can say, okay, what can I do that will help me feel that feeling today, even though that thing that I want isn't here yet? And then secondly, it's shifting my focus to, okay, well, that thing isn't here, but what is? What are all the beautiful, magnificent, abundant, amazing things I already have, the people, the things I've already manifested, the experiences I'm already having? So I'd encourage you to see if you can strike that balance this year between wanting more, because there's nothing wrong with wanting more, but staying in the here and now and, and keeping your mind deeply focused on being appreciative and grateful for what is working and what you do have. Yeah, that's a beautiful balance that we can create on the path of achieving our dreams. 
So to wrap up this episode, I just want to share with you what you can expect from me in 2018 from my work, because I feel like a lot of things are changing and I have a lot of cool stuff that I'm going to be doing this year. First of all, I want to make a note about my one-on-one coaching. So I have made the decision, and this is something that's been brewing in me for a while, that I am going to take a break this year from doing my one-on-one coaching work. Not because I don't love coaching. I really, really adore it. But I've been coaching for six years now. And my inner voice is telling me there are other ways for me to share my message. There are so many creative projects moving through me. There is more Awaken Radio I want to do. There's group coaching. There's live events. There's online workshops. There's more products. There's so much I want to create. And part of that, as I said before, is about me coming into my leadership and creating ways that I share my messages that feel bigger, that reach more people, that feel more expansive. So in order to honor that call, I have to make space. So what that will look like is that I'm still taking on board clients through January 2018. And on the 31st of January, I will be closing off my books for a little while and not taking on new clients. I'm not sure how long for. Uh, I haven't decided on that yet, but I do know I'll be closing on January 31st. Now, I had come into January uh, with the feeling that I had space for about five new clients, five clients that could join me in January and be with me for the next five months or so. Now, in the first week of January, I've already had three of those spots be taken. So I feel to say that if you have the inner feeling and the inner knowing that I am someone you want to work with one-on-one, if you feel like I am the coach for you and you want to work with me in the first half of 2018 privately, I suggest getting in touch with me pretty quickly and booking in a discovery chat and then let's talk about whether or not my program is right for you. But it looks like my my coaching books are going to fill up pretty quickly through January and that will be my last intake, I think, for the first half of this year. The second thing that is happening is that Slow Down and Tune In, my beautiful soulful course, Slow Down and Tune In, is beginning again in February of this year. So really soon. I will be opening up registration for that course on the 1st of February. Now, I really felt to run that at the start of the year. I think because it's so easy for us to become really externally focused at the beginning of a year and to disconnect from ourselves and to get really frazzled and overwhelmed by what other people are doing, what everyone's telling us, by all these big dreams that we have. And if you can move forward in this year with the foundation of having a strong inner connection with yourself, of being able to create space for yourself to listen to your inner voice and your heart, to do the inner work, to clear your own blocks, to be guided by your intuition and your soul's whisper, then you have a very strong foundation to create everything you want to create in your life this year. And so Slow Down and Tune In has been designed to give you that foundation, to help you build that relationship with yourself, to help you get grounded and anchored in your own body, in your own inner guidance system. And once you're tuned into that, guys, that thing will carry you forward to wherever you want to go. So if that resonates with you, I would love to invite you to join me in Slow Down and Tune In in February of this year. Apart from that, I'm hoping there'll be a lot of new things coming in the rest of 2018, including a group coaching program that I'm hoping to run around March, I believe. 
Uh, I'm heading off to Byron Bay in February, in late February, to start writing my book. I'm booking myself in for a week-long writing retreat with myself just to start writing that book. And then I also really want to start rolling out some live workshops starting in Sydney and around Australia as well and bringing you a lot more from Awaken Radio because this is my happy place and I really missed it last year and I really want to bring you so many more messages this year through the show. So that is my 2018 wrap up. I hope that you have been able to gain some tools and some strategies and some inspiration from that. I hope it hasn't been overwhelming. If it has, just peel it back and simplify. Please don't feel like you need to take on board everything that I shared. Maybe just pick out a couple of things that feel like they really resonate and they feel really supportive for you. So thank you for being tuned in to today's episode of Awaken Radio. I've loved sharing this with you. If you have any insights, learnings, ahas, realizations from this episode that you want to share with me, please hop on over to ConnieChapman.com and leave a comment on my blog or shoot me an email at hello at ConnieChapman.com. If you love Awaken Radio, please subscribe and share this episode with your friends if you think it will support them. Thank you again for being here and I look forward to talking to you again next time on Awaken Radio.